Do you suffer from ter- <laughs> <laughs> pteromorphanophobia? <laughs> Teromer handophobia. Do you suffer from <laughs> Hanophobia? AKA the fear of flying? <laughs> or maybe Lilapsophobia, which is the fear of tornadoes and hurricanes. I know someone out there has equinophobia, the fear of horses. But maybe you don't understand why you have this phobia, how it formed, what are other phobias? Today we get to learn about them together. Welcome to Cryptic Soup. Let's hope you don't develop any new phobias of podcasting while listening to this episode. Phobias are considered the most common psychiatric disorder, affecting almost 10% of the population. Phobias are extreme, often unreasonable and irrational fears of something. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Athena. And I'm Kylie. And we have Kylie sweating bullets after that intro. <laughs> My hands are actually a little sweaty. <laughs> like, what is that? Kylie, I told Kylie that she can't look at the notes until we start. And she looked at the notes and she goes, what is that? <laughs> She was unhappy. But is it a P sound or is it a T sound? Oh, I have no idea. That's why I gave it to you. (laughs) There will be worse ones like down at the bottom. But like, oh, I saw that one. I was like, yeah, that's Kylie's word of the day. It's probably like Perturomer. But I'm trying to think. If you're flying. I mean, like the other ones. I think the P would be silent. So I think it would be Teromer. Teromeranophobia. Like, I feel like we're over... Teromer anophobia. Yeah, we're overdoing the letters. Yeah. Well, sorry, I had to sound it out a little bit. But we thought we would delve into something a little uh, other-y. Yeah. It it doesn't have its own topic. This is just a thing. (laughs) So we figured, why not talk about phobias? Everyone has some. Everyone thinks they have some. Everyone knows someone that has some. You know, there's a lot to it. So we figured we should talk about them. Almost everyone has an irrational fear or two. Most people, it's something like spiders or your annual dental checkup, things like that. But for most people, these fears are really minor. It's when your fears become so severe that they can cause tremendous anxiety and interfere with your normal life that they become a phobia. About 19 million Americans have at least one or more phobias that range from mild to severe. Phobias can happen in early childhood, but they're often seen between the ages of 15 and 20 most commonly. The number one phobia is social phobia, which is the fear of social interactions. It's also known as the social anxiety disorder, and it's considered a legitimate disorder that does need a diagnosis. So most people that say they have anxiety disorders, unless you have a full diagnosis, technically you don't have one. Interesting. Very interesting to know because a lot of people talk about anxiety disorders. So I would like to know different people's severity. Like things. social anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What causes phobias? Well, there doesn't seem to be one particular cause. There are various factors that can contribute to developing phobias. Some things that cause them can be 
past incidences or past trauma. Certain situations sometimes will have lasting effects on how people feel about them. For example, if you experience lots of turbulence on planes at a young age, you'll develop a phobia of flying. Or if you were injured by a dog multiple years ago, you would develop a phobia of dogs. I want to pause that right there. I, my parents lived in two different states when I was young, actually most of my life. The furthest was when my father lived in Florida and my mother lived in Indiana. And it was a lot. I had to ride planes alone. And a lot of times there was really bad turbulence. Never had an issue with that. I've never had a fear of it. Never had problems with that. Also, the scar on my face is from a dog when I was a child. I thought it was weird. Those were the examples they used on this medical website. Mm -hmm. But again, I don't have fear of dogs. Dogs are my favorite animal. And I was reading about how a lot of people's phobias develop and everything that they were saying. I was like, but mine didn't turn into that. And I was like, wow, I'm invincible. You're so strong. (laughs) I am the strongest of strong. (laughs) No, it was really funny because I was just like, those are the two you picked to talk about. Yeah. I even had a experience where I was in an airplane and we had to make an emergency landing because part of it got hit by lightning, but it was just the landing gear that got hit. So like we were perfectly fine. Our plane was fine to go back in the air like 20 minutes after we landed. But you could like see the lightning outside the windows and like mm-hmm. the plane was smoking and like it was very the power went out in the plane. Very dramatic. Like yeah. But I don't have fear of flying. I, don't, I was on a plane literally like a week after that. Mm-hmm. So it's weird that like some people that like sticks in their brain and the other people it's like, ah, that sucked. Next time we'll be better. <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Another way that things can be caused into a phobia is learned responses from early life. Your phobia may develop from factors in your childhood environment. For example, you may have had parents or guardians who were worried or anxious about things, and that will affect how you cope with anxiety later in life. Another thing is reactions and responses to panic or fear. You might have a strong reaction or a panic attack in response to a situation or an object, so you won't find yourself feeling embarrassed by it. And with that happening, people around you will react strongly to your response and that will develop into more intense anxiety about the idea of it happening again. And all these reactions lead up to it internalizing into a phobia. Another thing is experiencing long term stress. Stress can cause feelings of anxiety and depression, and it'll reduce your ability to cope in particular situations. These might make you more fearful, fearful, fuck, (laughs) fearful or anxious about being in these situations all over again. And over a long period of time, that could develop into a phobia. Genetic factors play a role in this, which a lot of people argue against. But some research suggests that people are more vulnerable to developing a phobia than others are based on like their genes. Interesting. Very interesting. I don't even know how to like process that out. Like, yeah. What makes me have your phobia? Like, yeah. If you're, I feel like when it, a certain phobia get led down because your parents instilled that fear, but that's not at all what it's even saying. It's saying like, just because your parents do have fears, you're more likely to have fears, things like that. But again, 
my sisters are pretty superstitious and they have lots of phobias. I'm like the exact opposite, which I'll later talk about. But like mm-hmm. when writing this episode, I genuinely was trying to think if I have a phobia, I could not come up with a single one. I do not think I have a phobia in life. <laughs> Thanks. I'm kind of perfect. NBD. You're so thong. It's like, I'm kind of like better than everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Some people try to avoid this objects or subjects of the situations that trigger their phobias, but that can make the fear worse over time. Being in a scenario involving your phobia could be very difficult, though, so you need professional help usually to enable you to do it, but most doctors think the only way to overcome a phobia is to actually treat it and deal with it firsthand. A lot of phobias stem from memories. Let's get scientific. For a person's mind to store a memory, proteins will stimulate the brain cell, cells, plural, more than one, to grow and form new connections. The more we dwell on a memory or rehearse the specific events surrounding the memory, the stronger the neuronal, neuronal? Never heard that word. Neuron, neuronal. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you said it right. Sounded like I fucked it up. Neuronal connections will become. Well, I guess neuronic wouldn't make sense. So I guess neuronal. Neuronic sounds moronic. (laughs) You're still on this. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, neuronal just sounds off. The memory remains there as we visit it from time to time. Every time we visit memories, though, they become flexible. So the connections appear to be really malleable with memories and they reset. So what I'm saying is the memories will change each time you recall this memory and the reset will become stronger and more vivid with every time you recall it. Long term memories are not even considered a stable memory anymore. They can also be changed the more you visit them because you're inputting new things into them. That's also why in crime cases, we say that you can't take witness accounts, you can't take witness memories and stuff. They've done lots of studies about this, but Memories are not, I hate to say not real, but memories are not truth. They're not able to be proved. Correct. Proven. Proved? Proven. Proven. The process of strengthening your memories is called reconciliation. Reconciliation can change the... Reconciliation? Reconsolidation. (laughs) Reconsolidation. (laughs) Reconsolidation. In American English. Reconsolidation. Wait, I fucked up something in the last episode. Reconsolidation. In the last episode. Yes. I said, I think this was it. I think I said autobiographical. I bought a autobiographical. Autobiographical. But you just went with it and I couldn't stop. Yes. I I realized it was going to take me more time to try to fix my sentence than to just... (laughs) pretend it didn't happen and then when i listened to it later i was like oh i'm so bad at reading (laughs) good thing i chose to almost do it for a living yeah i think it was autobiographical is biographical yes that's what yeah but it's really autobiographical good cool (laughs) what's the correct term now now i'm fucked like autobiographical is correct and I said I autobiographical. Because you were thinking of autobiography. Yes. Yeah. So you put both of them together. 
I think that was the word I fucked up. And I just I wasn't going to correct it. We we all know who I am at this point. <laughs> if this is your first time hearing me fuck up, congratulations. <laughs> you picked a bad episode because I'm going to fuck up a lot of shit in this one. So the process of strengthening is called reconsolidation. Reconsolidation can change our memories for the better or worse by manipulating. So in 2012, at the University of Cambridge, the researchers show that bad memories are a lot more vivid than good memories, possibly due to the interaction between the emotions and the memories and how they're stored. But with that being the case, it's easier for us to manipulate bad memories and keep bringing them up. So that's why a lot of bad memories get stored long term on accident. And people are like, I just want to forget that memory. But you can't because it's more emotionally present. Neuroimaging has shown scientists that the process of encoding and retrieving bad memories involves a part of the brain that processes emotions, specifically the amygdala and the orbitofrontal cortex. I knew I would fuck that word up. So I put the spelling in here. I see that. Because I know who I am. Pronunciation. (laughs) Yeah. Scientists found that a person can suppress a memory or force it out of awareness by using a part of the brain known as the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex to inhibit activity in the hippocampus. We know that people can suppress awful memories, and that's why sometimes hypnosis and therapy are needed to re-unlock the memories and bring them back to the front of the brain. Now, I talked about all this stuff with the brain. You're like, I thought we were talking about phobias. All these memories are a big part of what they say develop into the phobia, like having all these bad memories, storing them, reopening up and manipulating them. So your original image in your brain, let's let's take a fake phobia here. So, Kylie, we're going to like we're going to play like a little game here. Okay. what happened is you're seven years old. You were at a picnic with your family. You go to grab a sandwich and you feel something on your hand and it's this spider and you scream and you jump up and that's the end of the memory. Mm -hmm. Now, 10 years from now, you have severe arachnophobia and people are like, well, what happened? Every time you visited that memory, well, the spider jumped. The next time the spider was like half the size of your hand. The next time it was two spiders. The next time it was like you just saw this giant spider. You were terrified it was going to bite you. And every single time you revisit this memory, it's getting scarier. It's getting bigger. It's getting more intense. So then, you know, 10 years down the road, you're now like, oh, God, because of that day at that picnic, I have the worst arachnophobia. I cannot (laughs) handle spiders when really it was just a small memory. Yeah. But the more you kept recalling it, the more troublesome it became because it was storing it and activating my yeah. 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 So that's why we talked so much about how memories come into play, because it was Kylie manipulating her memory that turned something that was just kind of like, oh, that day was scary. That thing happened into a phobia that could later become a giant part of her life. And that is a big part of how phobias are created is you're actually creating it for yourself due to something that may not even have been an issue, but you're creating it into an issue in your brain and your brain is locking that issue in because bad things are easier to lock in than good. So that's how all that kind of came full circle and explained why we had to talk about the bilateral frontal amygdala cortex hippocampus (laughs) on the left side of the brain in the frontal cortex region. Make sense? 
All yeah. right. Good. Crystal clear. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about the number one is a social anxiety phobia, but we're going to talk about a few other common phobias. Trifophobia is a the most common, which is the fear of circle clusters. Although it's a very common phobia, it can come off really silly to a lot of people, but people that really struggle with trifophobia know it is not something to be playing with. There are theories about what causes trifophobia, most of which point towards human evolution because the image of circle clusters are reminiscent of things that humans were told to fear in the past, like infectious diseases and dangerous animals like bees, things like that. For a long time, trifophobia was told that it was not a real phobia. It was recently diagnosed as a phobia. My my favorite girl, my 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 cooking girl, she makes this cake and it has these holes all over it. And she always is like, I feel so bad for people that just scroll through my page and they have trifophobia because it's a cake filled with holes. Um, but I see people that talk about trifophobia. They say that bee, like bee, beehives, beehives trigger them sometimes, or like things at beaches a lot of times. Like I can't think of what they're called, but they're like types of algaes, not algaes, but like urchins and stuff like that. A lot of things like that can trigger them. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people think they have like sand mites and stuff like come out. Yeah, th- yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of people. I know you can literally Google trifophobia and see some weird ass images. A lot of them are obviously edited, but yeah. uh, Junji Ito, the Japanese manga artist, he wrote an entire short story about mm, a play on trifophobia. I, pretty much essentially, if you had this evil amulet that was cursing you, your body would like kind of eat itself from the inside out in a sense but what it did was it caused tiny little holes all over your skin and your entire body Hmm. it was it's it's scary to look at the images obviously and it's meant to play on fears right the next one is a teach a teachia phobia I would have thought that it would be a tickophobia. Is it a tickophobia? Bro, I'm going to be saying a lot of words and none of them are going to be right. So no one get excited here, but I'm <laughs> going to fuck them all up. Okay, we'll go with the tickophobia. It's the fear of failures. But in a lot of ways, like almost everyone's afraid of failure. But this is like a full blown phobia. Like you almost don't even try for things because you're so scared of the outcome being a failure. Thanatophobia. You think? Yeah. Thanatophobia, fear of death. Nosophobia, the fear of developing a disease. It's similar to hypochondria, but nosophobia is an anxiety about minor symptoms you fear more than like the serious condition. Corey was giving himself this fear, this phobia, when I was watching House because I had never seen House before. (laughs) And he started like experiencing symptoms and was like, I need to stop watching House because it's freaking me out. And I was like, <laughs> like, that's what? not funny, but that's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. That could get really bad. People that are hypochondriacs, yeah. like that can rule your whole life. Oh, yeah. For that's, sure. Well, we talked about the one that everyone knows, arachnophobia, fear of spiders. Now, arachnophobia is the extreme fear of spiders, but a lot of people forget it's literally called arachnophobia. It's the fear of all arachnids, even scorpions and such. It is most commonly an excessive fear linked to evolutionary response against these creatures. 
because we were led to believing they were poisonous for so many years. I mean, they still are, but not all of them are. And arachnophobia and the fear of spiders are two different things. You can fear spiders. A lot of people fear spiders or fear bugs. But arachnophobia is a full-blown phobia. We know someone with arachnophobia. Corey, our editor, has arachnophobia. And he hates every day of his life because I have pet tarantulas <laughs> that live in our home. Every Plot time twist. every time Corey goes in my room, he like steers clear of them. He won't look at them. He does not like them. No, tell, them, tell them the story about when you first moved in and he found the shadow box. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I have a shadow box of a tarantula skin of the like an exoskeleton skin, the same type of spider as what I have, like. And it's big. It's it's like the size of your hand. And it was just sitting on a box. And Corey turns around and just thought there was a free Roman spider. He fucking almost peed himself. I'm pretty sure. And he like jumped and he's like, what the? Oh, oh, okay, okay. And then I put it on my wall. This man was standing in my room having a full blown conversation with us. He just slightly turns his head and he jumped out of his skin. (laughs) You could see the fear on his face. He looked like he was going to start sweating, like fear encapsulizes this man. He's like, I thought there was was a spider on your wall. (laughs) Like, again, this thing's as big as my hand, like palm outstretched hand. And he's just like, I thought. I thought there was a spider on your wall. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's 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 just uh I mean like yeah, it is it's 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 a real tarantula, it's just like uh dead. It's fine. And he's like, yeah, okay, okay, uh I'm gonna go now. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm gonna go now. <laughs> this has been enough. <laughs> Poor Corey. I had another roommate this one time. This is not a good story at all. I had this roommate this one time and he also was arachnophobic. And his biggest fear in life came true. One day I came home and I had cleaned the tarantula cages that day. Nope. And I forgot to put the lid back on. Nope. And I came home and I was like, where's the tarantula? Oh, And we searched this whole house. It was a huge house, too. We searched this whole house up and down. There was four of us that lived there. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. So finally, we were like, obviously, one of the cats killed it. Because we had four cats. You would think a cat killed it. (laughs) And then we're all like watching movies downstairs and the kid his name is zach was like i'm gonna go upstairs real quick to my room and get blah 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 we hear the most blood curdling noise any of us had ever (laughs) heard and my spider is just sitting in the exact middle of his bed staring at him (laughs) so i pick up my spider obviously and i put it in in her cage her name was maybe like from um arrested development maybe and I put maybe away and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad she wasn't hurt. I had a little hamster ball for her. She had run around and sometimes and stuff. I loved maybe she was my best friend. Now, I go back to watching the movie. My other roommates are watching the movie. And then all of a sudden we hear a lot of noise in the backyard. And this kid is burning his bedding. <laughs> he straight up started burning his bedding. And he's like, I gotta go to the store. I'm buying new bedding, guys. Does anyone want to come with me? And we're like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> like, this not necessary, but okay. So yeah, so there's some arachnophobia stories for you guys. <laughs> Sorry for anyone listening that's arachnophobic. All right, next one. We're on number uh, six. Viophobia, which is the vehicle, viophobia, mm-hmm. fear of driving. Uh, number seven, we all know this one, claustrophobia. 
Now, claustrophobia is technically considered the fear of enclosed spaces. So feeling claustrophobic or the fearing of tight enclosed space includes symptoms such as difficulty breathing, fear of running out of oxygen and stuff like that. It's believed that 5% of the population suffers from claustrophobia, which sounds really low, I thought. 5%? I that's, feel like it's more than that. That's a good amount of people, but yeah, I think more. it'd be more. This will often include experiencing extreme anxiety on airplanes, busy venues like shopping malls or crowded elevators. You can feel claustrophobic in any confined space or situation where you feel trapped or confined. Reminds me of Divergent. I think a lot of people. Um, that was four. It's okay. Just ignore me. Keep going. <laughs> it's only in you your top to, comfort you list. You don't want me to start talking about four. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that claustrophobic became a serious issue with masks also. I could see that. I also feel like. There are more um, elevators now than in the past. Obviously, elevators weren't a thing back then. Mm -hmm. So people didn't have. I, I just know that a lot of claustrophobia people always talk about the worst part of it is elevators. Elevators is like the true biggest like test of their claustrophobia. Really? But that makes sense because also we weren't as humans programmed to go into elevators. We built them ourselves. We developed them over time. So we had to learn. So that kind of makes sense, I feel like. Next, number eight, acrophobia, fear of heights. Again, four from Divergent suffers from this also. <laughs> I could talk about his phobias all day. I could talk about him all day. <laughs> acrophobia fear is believed to be partially ingrained in humans, whether it's biologically or evolutionarily, it, but it's a survivor, survival mechanism. Everyone needs a little fear of heights because of the danger of falling. Now, Kylie, on that note, I have to ask, when playing a new video game, are you a person that's going to ask, hey, is there fall damage or do you just test it and see? I'm a test it and I'm see. I'm a test it and see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, is there fall damage? No, I already figured that out an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> I do ask sometimes because I'm like with a group of people and they're you'd, they'd be upset well, if yeah. I just like died. But yeah, when, no, if I was by myself, I'd be like, nah, let's figure it out. <laughs> Margie was watching me play Elden Ring and it was literally five minutes in the game. I was like, I wonder if I can take fall damage. I'm going to go up here and climb off this and throw myself off. And she's like, oh, OK, <laughs> I was like, OK, cool. Good. No, good. No. Was there fall damage? Uh, no, huh. that's interesting. You would I, think there would be. Uh. Well, wait, was there? I didn't think there was. Maybe I hold on with Elden Ring's addition to the vast open world and considerably more vertical navigation. It's reasonable to expect fall damage at times, but the damage is not anymore near to be need fatal. This is worded That's, so badly. What? That's not a sentence. There's a method to test whether you can survive a fall and it's easier than you think. Jump off a bridge. Oh. <laughs> All right. Moving on. <laughs> Next is entomophobia, fear of insects, which that's including all insects, including nice guys, bad guys, all the guys. All the guys. <laughs> all the little guys. Next is trypanophobia, fear of needles. I feel like that one's pretty common. And last is agoraphobia. I will say with the Internet, agoraphobia has boomed as being one of the bigger phobias. It is generally 
something that people say is the fear of leaving your home, but that is incorrect. Agoraphobia is actually a fear of open space, like too much open space near you. So agoraphobia is a complex fear and it involves serious anxiety disorders and it makes people feel like they should trap themselves to get rid of this open space and that makes leading a normal life next to impossible. So people with agoraphobia will avoid specific places or venues usually and they like to stay in their homes. So a lot of people are like, oh, I'm agoraphobic. I can't leave my home. It's not the fear of leaving your home, which is what a lot of people think it is. It's the fear of all the open space outside. But in your home, you know, you're in a closed space. So, so I some, wonder what the other one is then, because like a lot of times it's portrayed as being scared of absolutely anything that could go wrong. You know, like you get in a car, I'm going to get into an accident. You mm-hmm. know, you walk the crosswalk, I'm going to get run over by a car. Like, yes, Dana. Nothing. Okay. You keep going. Nope. <laughs> that was all I had. But I don't think that the show Shameless helped this very much because remember the character. Oh, there was a character that was agoraphobic and a germaphobe and stuff. I feel like she, she had a lot of things. And she in the show talked about she's just like, I can't leave my house because I'm agoraphobic. I'm, I'm so scared to leave my house. Mm-hmm. I, I'm scared of leaving my home. And it portrayed this image that agoraphobic people are afraid of leave, leaving their home. It's not the home. It's the, the being enclosed. They know they're in a safe spot. So a lot of agoraphobic people that have been diagnosed, what actually happens is they're in their home. They feel safe. They leave their home. They feel unsafe. They get in the car. They feel safe again because they're again in an enclosed space. Mm-hmm. When they get to another place, they'll usually feel safe. It's that openness that they're scared of. Mm. But people misinterpret that and they think agoraphobic is just like a social disorder and that they are scared of leaving their home. Mm-hmm. That's a social phobia. Right. So it's kind of funny. People accidentally started interchanging those in recent years. And I was reading about that. But they're two complete different things. But people have accidentally blurred the lines because they didn't know. So I want to talk about a phobia that's kind of hard to pronounce, but a lot of people know what it is. Sometimes they just might not know it has a name. Do you want to try it again one more time, Kylie? Triskaidekaphobia. (laughs) Triskaidekaphobia is the fear or avoidance of the number 13. You ready to go for the next one, Kylie? Oh, my God. No. Frigga triskaidekaphobia. <laughs> Wasn't as hard as you thought it was. Paraskevadekatrekaphobia are both considered the fear of Friday the 13th. So the term was used as early as 1910 by Isidore Korat from the Abnormal Psychology. Triskaidekaphobia, or the fear of 13, didn't fit neatly into clinical definitions of specific phobias originally. The number 13 isn't an object or a situation, so they said that it was impossible for the sufferer to avoid it, so it's not considered a phobia. Which is weird that that's how they used to classify phobias. Right. Like, it has to be something specific, which the whole point of a phobia is it's irrational. So that, like, is taking away part of it. Right, yeah. In order for a phobia to be diagnosed, it must significantly impact the sufferer's life. So most people with triskaidekaphobia find that their fear only arises in certain situations and doesn't significantly impair their lives. So people started saying the phobia might just be linked to superstition. Esperts. (laughs) (laughs) Experts have long debated the scientific validity of triskaidekaphobia. 
Some feel that it should be classified as a superstition or even a sign of magical thinking. But it's in conjunction with other symptoms that instead points that it could be actually a delusional disorder. Regardless of its scientific classification, triskaidekaphobia is an age-old pervasive fear. It is commonly linked to early Christians as the number 13 appears in certain biblical translations, traditions. For example, there are 13 people present at the Last Supper, Jesus and the 12 apostles. Some say the betrayer was Judas, who was the 13. No, everyone said that the betrayer is Judas, not some. The betrayer was Judas, and some say he was the 13th to join the table. This may be also part of the origin of the superstition that states when 13 die, one will die within the year. There are a lot of other 13 stories, like in Viking mythology, Loki is believed to be the 13th god, and we all know he's a baddie. He's also said to have intruded on the banquet of Valhalla, and there were 12 gods that were invited, making him the 13th to arrive. The god Valdir was soon accidentally killed by his brother using a spear that was given to him by Loki, the 13th. So. The oldest known reference to the fear of number 13 can be found in the Mesopotamian Code of Hammurabi. It's a Babylonian code. Nope. Babylonian. Babylonian. Yeah. It's a Babylonian code of law that states that approximately in 1760 B.C., the laws were numbered, but the 13th law was omitted. Therefore, it's possible that triskaidekaphobia was widespread even among ancient people. Today, triskaidekaphobia is widely accepted among Western cultures. A lot of hotels will omit the 13th floor or the 13th room. Airlines omit the 13th row in seating. Some cities and towns even skip over 13th Street when they're like numbering their streets. They skip over it, but they're still 13. Like if you're sitting in the 14th row and there isn't a 13th row, you're still in the 13th row. Yeah. They it's just, just don't put numbered differently. Yeah. They don't just. Yeah. Yeah. Friday the 13th is considered a particularly unlucky day. And because of this, there is a movie franchise that profited from the superstition surrounding it. I bet you can't guess the title of these movies. It's called Friday the 13th. <laughs> So phobias are featured in a lot of scary movies to make them seem more intense. If you're me, you instantly think of the movie Buried from 2010. Kylie, why did I think of Buried? Because Ryan Reynolds. Okay, but I love me some Ryan. But 13? What are you talking about? We're talking about phobias. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that sounded like an asshole response. I didn't mean it like that. You said it is considered particularly unlucky day and there's been a movie franchise that's profited from this superstition surrounding it, obviously. And I said, can you guess that movie franchise? And you said, and I said, it's Friday the 13th. That's the movie franchise. So then I said, phobias are featured (laughs) in a lot of scary movies to make them seem more intense. I thought you said this Phobia. So if you're me, I'm Athena. <sighs> the first phobia movie that comes to mind is Buried. It's a 2010 film. And I said, why did I think of that, Kylie? And you said, I don't know. And I said, Ryan Reynolds, because I love Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and the whole movie is literally just Ryan yeah. Reynolds in a box. And, yeah. There's nothing else. You don't yeah. even see anything else. Yeah, I know. And then you said, what are we talking about? 
Yeah, we're I was so confused because I thought episode. you said this phobia, not phobias. So I was still on 13. No, we moved on. I, I only talked about 13 because I wanted to talk about movies. And that's a really common Triskaidekaphobia, like one to mock like people. I mean, we talked about it in Winchester Home. Mm-hmm. Numerology is something that a lot of people are into. We talked about numerology and the children of God. <clears throat> By the way, both of those you can listen to that we have recovered. Recovered? We have uh, recorded <laughs> Children of God uh, and uh, the Winchester House. Go take a listen. Um, <laughs> shameless plug there. Shameless plug. <laughs> Let's talk about other phobia related movies because I'm done with Kylie and we're moving on. <laughs> Contagon. I've never heard of that film. Have you? You did not just say that. Is that what it is? Con- <laughs> contag- contagious? Contagious? Contagion? 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 <laughs> what is it? Can I not read? Cont- cont- contagion? Contagion? <laughs> like contagious. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought it was contagious, but I thought I made the word up. <laughs> I cannot. Contagion? I've never heard of this one. (laughs) I am running on very little sleep. Nope, that's not even. (laughs) We're going to do that. That's the reasoning why I can't read anymore. Oh my God. So that was 2011. Have you ever heard of it? And I was like, maybe Kylie will know what this is because that does not sound like a word. Because it wasn't. Contagion. (laughs) Well, do you want me to try the next one or do you just want to like tell everyone the titles? It's, I'm pretty sure it's Clue, Clue? but I don't know what that is. Clue, like a flu? Yeah. 1971 film. Next, The Descent, 2005. That's a good movie. Never seen it? No? Okay. I don't think so. The Parallax View, 1974. Okay. The Birds, 1963. We all know that one. The Aviator, 2004. Can't tell you what that's about. It's one of those weird ones that he made when he made all those weird ones in a row. And Leo DiCaprio. Like he made that. He made Shutter Island. And he made. What's the other one where there's the spinning top and you're in a dream within a dream within a dream. Inception. Yeah. He made all three of those like back to back. Dream in a dream in a dream. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that Shrek song. The year stop coming and they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming. You just gotta keep going. <laughs> I'm gonna move on. Okay. <laughs> um, Marathon Man, 1976. Body Double, 1984. Vertigo, 1958. Jaws, 1975. I didn't realize Jaws was that old. Oh, yeah. It just didn't feel that old to me, I guess. It's the fear of sharks. That's why if you were looking at me. High Anxiety, 1977. Cujo, 1983. Shameless plug. We have an episode about hellhounds and demon dogs. Um, Go listen to it. Do you like the year I put for the movie Arachnophobia? (laughs) (laughs) It's 1990. I fucked up. Arachnophobia, 1990. The movie Spider, 2002. The movie It, 1990 and 2017. Which one do you like better? Have you seen either? I haven't seen the original, but I've seen the new one. It sucks because I love Tim Curry because, I mean, it's, it's Tim Curry. But the new one's so good. And that dude that played it in the new one, 
William Vajgard or whatever. That's not his name. I just made that up. Super Swedish. But he's like really beautiful. He's really hot. Yeah. He's in Assassination Nation as a fucking jackhole, but I love him. Yeah. Um, he he's phenomenal in that movie. He's so good of an actor. Yeah. We're doing the thing where we talk about movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you're never gonna guess, but this movie has to do with phobias. <clears throat> the movie Phobias. Oh. Is that in, about phobias? Yeah, released okay. in 2021. So we took it a step further because we wanted to see, like, we, we talked about common phobias and stuff, but we wanted to see what was common among people we knew. So we took it, we took it to the socials. Took it to the socials. Um, pretty much Thena just posted, I'm Thena. Hi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I posted a Facebook status trying to find out some people's phobias they could have. We did get some responses. I'm not going to use anyone's last name for safety, obviously, but here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Mandy said that she has trichodeca. Nope. Fuck me. <laughs> Trichophobia, um, meaning the fear of your hair falling out. She later said that she just wanted to add this. She also has an irrational fear, so it is considered a phobia because it's an irrational fear of the tomato character from VeggieTales. I fucking love VeggieTales. Um, I don't, I've never seen any of it. Well, okay. So I grew up as, I mean, godly. Okay. Like (laughs) seven day Adventist. Like veggie tales is very Christian, but that's what I was like allowed to watch. And so I, I can still sing all of the songs, but I love veggie tales. My favorite show when I was young, you want to know what it was. Was it veggie tales? No, (laughs) it was, uh, that cardboard box one out of the box. (laughs) Out of the box. Out of the box. Do you remember Zabumafu? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Shell said that she has claustrophobia. So, you know, the the confinement in a small space and stuff. And how do you pronounce it? Amidophobia. Amidophobia, the fear of vomiting. Kristen is the dumbest person ever. And I'm kidding, guys. Kristen is my best friend of like 15 plus years. So that's why I'm mean to her. I just love her more than most people. She said she has a phobia of ketchup, which that is true. I know she uh, will not allow it anywhere in the world. <laughs> if she could, <laughs> if she could get rid of that from the face planet, she'd be cool with that. She'd be like, all right, let's move on. No one remembers what that was, right? Heather, our amazing Canadian listener, said arachnophobia. Is there a lot of spiders in Canada? I mean, there's a lot of spiders in Michigan. So. Yeah, because I was going to say, we have like spiders in our homes all the time, things yeah. like that. Like, that's a common thing. Yeah. But isn't Canada a little colder? Heather, give us some answers here, buddy. <laughs> we need, I mean, obviously you have spiders, but like, are spiders common getting into your house like they do here? We have like spiders. We'll have uh, like house spiders. Yeah. Like what other bugs get in your house just commonly in the Earwigs. US? Earwigs. Yeah. Or like and stink bugs. Stink bugs. Those are the motherfuckers. There was one in the house yesterday, by the way. So it's happening. Also, depending on where you live, ladybugs. Oh, yeah. God damn. As a kid getting ladybugs near your windows and you just wanted to like play with them because they'll crawl on you and they're sweet and stuff. But then they die and you hate them. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) I don't know. I just got really mad thinking about them dying. (laughs) Um. Robert said he has a fear of other people's driving, which, you know, me too, dude. I just don't like anyone's driving. But I thought that was kind of fun that Robert said that because Robert drives every day for his work. So I'm sure that just like stresses him out more. 
probably what causes caused it for him. <clears throat> Cecilia said she has a very irrational phobia of the emergency alert system sound, and it will put her into a sobbing breakdown anytime she hears it. So I took it a step further and I reached out to Cecilia. And I was like, I know in different countries, the emergency alert sound sounds different. Have you tried listening to other ones? What happens to us? It is literally just she lives in the United States. She said it is just the United States one. Huh. She's heard other countries. She also said she wants to petition to make us change ours to the same one as Japan because theirs is very calming. And then she's like, but that might not work for an emergency sound. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're not wrong. True. <laughs> true. I was thinking like the Amber Alert sound. That's that, what it reminded me of. Yeah. That always gives me, I mean, it gives me shivers, but it's supposed to, like, it's supposed to alert you. So if I have headphones in and I hear that, God damn it. Oh, it's pisses always me the, the loudest off. thing ever. And they do it like four times. Yeah. Peyton said arachnophobia, spiders, acrophobia, heights, and anemophobia, which I did not know what that one was. Anemophobia is sometimes called acrophobia. And it's kind of like a catch-all umbrella term that accompanies air-related phobias. So sometimes it can be like the phobia of drafts. It can be the phobia of gusty winds, tornadoes. Like it has a lot of terms to it. I forgot to reach out to Peyton and inquire more, but that I had never heard of that one. Yeah, no, me either. Which, no shame to Peyton. I thought Peyton was agoraphobic. Um just from what I do know about Peyton and such. Mm -hmm. But it makes more sense if they have this anemophobia, why sometimes the comfort of a home makes more sense. Because sometimes the wind be winding out here in the Midwest. Oh, yeah. So that makes sense. Um, Sky said fear of driving, fear of water, fear of teeth falling out, which... The teeth falling out one does not have its own term, but dentophobia is an umbrella term that is any dental stimulation fear. So I feel like that kind of counts. Also, that is the number one most common dream theme in the world currently is your teeth falling out in your dreams. Huh. I would not classify that as a dream. Sounds kind of nightmarish, but yeah, but yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Aaron said they have a fear of chalk feet, which is called Podophobia? Podophobia, yeah. Claustrophobia, we talked about that one. And open water, which is... The lasso. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that I did the lasso part. So I was thinking, <laughs> is it that or that? The lassophobia, which be wary of TikTok, because TikTok shows no fucking chill on that shit. Yeah. They're like, you got a fear here? Let me show you shit that'll make you feel sick. Right. I don't have that, but if I did, I would not have a TikTok. I'll be real. Now, Cassie, our friend, said people, I'm going to quote Cassie word for word. Cassie said, people throwing up around me ever since I was little. I mean, it's different now that I have a child, but I still have nightmares about random people throwing up or I have anxiety attacks when people say they feel sick around me. And that is called emetophobia, which we have talked about a few people with emetophobia and it'll lead us to our next topic which is a big reason why we wanted to talk about phobias and understand them is to talk about our personal phobias. So Kylie, you have a metaphobia mm -hmm. to, to tell us about you. Tell us your emetophobia. 
omit admit your omitophobia. Okay. Stop trying to make that work. It's not gonna work. <laughs> okay, so essentially emitophobia is a disproportionate fear of vomiting. It is a chronic and disabling condition which is characterized by a tendency to avoid a wide array of situations or activities that might increase the risk of vomiting. Unlike many other subtypes of specific phobias, emetophobia is fairly difficult to treat. So, I have lived with this my entire life. And if you look it up, it states that you are literally a prisoner in your body because it is a human reaction and it is something that you have to do in order to feel better. Like, you know, when you're sick, you need to throw up or like when you have food poisoning, you're supposed to throw up so that it gets out of your system quickly instead of going through the gruesome stages. Corey can tell you all about this um, of making it go through your body for like the next 10 days. That's disgusting. <clears throat> well, Corey was nice to me and didn't throw up when we were on vacation Ugh. because he had food poisoning. And so he was in agonizing pain for 10 days or more. I think it was actually more. So, yeah, it literally states that you're a prisoner in your own body. So is it just human throw up? Is it all throw up? If Shiro came in here and threw up, would you be able to handle that? <clears throat> so for humans, for me, I cannot deal with gagging the sounds of someone throwing up. I can't even say different words of throwing up i can say throw up and vomit and vomit is very like scientific like i need that um because i know you couldn't even go with us to go see jackass because you knew they vomited in that movie yeah yeah um but dogs no i can do that but i can't clean it up okay okay um what about like a baby just choking when they eat like that's a super common noise choking when they they eat no can't do that okay but like spit up i can do all day Hmm. oh so i could just spit up on you all the time no well you said you could do it all day kylie's lying to us bitches babies babies i'm baby no you're not i'm baby i like (laughs) newborns i I could be a newborn (laughs) (laughs) so when i figured out that we were doing this i asked Corey. i was like what would you want to know about me and my phobia if you didn't know me? And he was like, actually, I have no idea where it came from. And I was like, actually, I don't either. So <laughs> I called my mom and my mom has the phobia as well. Um, I knew this, but I knew it. Not like not much long ago, like I didn't know this growing up, which is that's what is really confusing about this. So. My mom has had it the whole time that I was, you know, a kid. So she would always take care of me. So I never thought there's no way that she has this phobia because she's taking care of me. Well, so it might have been a learned behavior that I picked it up from my mother um, subconsciously, but I have no idea. Um, The instances that my both of my parents talked about were kind of the same things, but my mom would literally talk me into throwing up when I didn't feel good because I was so scared to do it myself. 
I'm not like that anymore. But I mean, I kind of am, I guess. Like I would I would do anything like if I didn't feel good, I would just make sure that I absolutely positively had to and then I would. But other than that, like I wouldn't I would do absolutely everything in my power to not throw up. Um if you ask me what I wanted to be when I grew up at like I think I was like 5 years old, I really wanted to be a server. And then when I went to Olive Garden one time, a kid next to me threw up like a kid behind us in the booth threw up and I was like well no now I can't be a server (laughs) like cross that off the list can't work at Olive Garden damn it yeah um my dad said that when I went to private school this kid in like kindergarten had bad milk or something and threw up and he thought that's when it started and I didn't even remember that until he said it um and then this one time my dad threw up because we went to this uh crawfish boil and he was drinking a lot and my dad will like wake himself up throwing up if it's like in that if he's in that state and so my mom loved that but um so yeah he threw up and he was throwing up in my parents room and my mom came in my room and was like you know like fear was on her face (laughs) and I was like what's wrong And she wouldn't tell me. And I was like, what is wrong? And I just I forced her to tell me. And I was like, you're taking me to grandma's and I'm jumping out this window. I would not walk through the house. So it is debilitating is. Is a good word for it. Um, Nowadays, I work in a clinic. (laughs) So, um. I mean, I work in dermatology, so it's not quite there. I'm not You're seeing, not seeing and, sick and hearing people. It. Yes. But, um, you know, people get sick at work. That's a normal thing. Um, whenever someone. So this is why I was like, oh, Cassie, this is a real thing. Whenever anyone is like, I do not feel good. I just I don't feel good today. I am hypersensitive towards that person making sure that if there's any signs of them getting sick whatsoever, I am out of there. <laughs> to give you an example, I may or may not have done some DRUGS on New Year's. <laughs> the amount of food I ate, Kylie was just staring at me from across the table with like the most fearful expression because Kylie's like, there's no way Thena's eating that much food and not going to throw up all over later. Because Thena does not eat a lot of like anytime they eat more than a whole plate of food. They're like, oh, my stomach, I ate too much. And so I, was I was drinking. Also, it was it was a it was a event to say the least. Oh. But Kylie didn't know that when Thena does drugs, Thena eats, <laughs> <laughs> loves food, best friend. <laughs> So, yeah, um, it's funny that you said jackass because that was on my list to talk about. But um, so my real passion in life is the medical field. And if I didn't have this phobia, I probably would be a doctor. But I cannot do that. So that really sucks. Um, Treatment, hypnotherapy is probably what I would like to do. Um, or exposure therapy. And a lot of people I'll start throwing up on you as much as you want. Fuck off. (laughs) Exposure therapy is great 
for people that have kids. So um, I don't plan on doing that anytime soon. And there are specific treatments like exposure therapy with a therapist. It's like um, anywhere between like watching videos to YouTubes to um, like people like gagging. Like there are so many different like steps of exposure therapy for emetophobia. And then the last part is literally just sitting in the emergency room waiting for someone to vomit. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So it is very much a real thing. It really, 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 really sucks. Um, I don't really go to parties. I've never really been drunk. There's definitely levels to that phobia, you can tell. But I do yeah. feel like a lot of people have a borderline light level of at least a fear of vomiting, being around vomit, things like yeah. that. I know that's very common. I also am generalizing, but I think that is a little more common with females than males maybe i just have noticed throughout my life i will say i have no issues i'll clean up throw up if anyone throws up around me i'm not even usually the type of person that if someone throws up near me that i will right afterwards i've never been that type but i also have a very crude humor and stuff like that and i grew up uh around a lot of dudes things like that like this one time we were having a pillow fight and they hit me so hard in the stomach with a pillow so hard in the stomach I went flying backwards and then vomited on the pillow <laughs> Kylie's face right now I had stepbrothers <laughs> and uh 20 seconds later got back up started wailing on him nope. with another pillow nope. like I just dropped that pillow I was like no nah, that one's tainted gotta go for another one grabbed another pillow resumed the fight and then we like later played GTA 5 <laughs> I just really want to know if like my phobia was learned because my mom does have the phobia, but she said it got way better after she had me. Well, and we talked about the hereditary thing where because mm. she has phobias, you're more susceptible to phobias now, mm. probably. And maybe because that is one that you were hearing of subconsciously, not even realizing it, it did develop because you were more open to phobia already. And then this learned one came in yeah. and just filled that void but I, for like, you. Actually, until I was like an adult, like recently learned that she had the phobia and i was like what no you don't what are you talking about and she's like oh no i learned how to coach you into throwing up yourself because you were so scared to but you needed to and then literally holding your hair back and like um like clogging her ears without Yes. Even like touching her head. Like, yeah. And and then she would just hold her breath. Like. <laughs> I So I, I'm not like moving on from that, but you got me thinking because I knew we were going to talk about your mm -hmm. phobia. I was racking my brain. I read a whole list of phobias. I read things. I was trying to think of things I'm scared of. I, I have fears, obviously. Like one thing I really don't like doing and it's kind of like a fear, but like I'm not like scared irrationally. I have this like pet peeve. If I'm like doing the dishes or something or just anything, I don't like sticking my hand in something where I can't see all the way to the bottom. But like it doesn't matter if it's like a lake like or something. Like a disgusting. Yeah. Thing. And if it's like a lake or something, I'm fine with that or the ocean, weirdly enough, mm -hmm. things like that. But it's like a sink or like a bucket of water. But it's usually just because like I'm going to feel something slimy or like I might poke my finger. It's more just like ir irritants. I'm yeah. not, it's not a phobia or anything. The closest things I have 
that I could find is lachiophobia. It's the fear of childbirth. Like, I mean, I just, it kind of disgusts me. And like, I never fucking want to go through that myself. Hell fucking no. But it's not like a phobia. The next closest thing I could find was catagelophobia, which is the fear of being ridiculed. I don't know. I was bullied a lot in high school and like earlier years and stuff. Again, not a phobia, though. I just really don't like it. And I get really angry and sad. Like, but again, that's kind of a normal response. So I feel like I'm just being a normal person. Yeah. I don't have a fear of heights. I don't have a fear of flying. Don't have a fear of confined spaces. Don't have a spider fear, obviously. Bugs, anything. I think if anything, um, maybe on occasion, you have social anxiety. On occasion. Which- but I think everyone does like everyone needs like a I do take anxiety time. medicine daily and right. I I I have therapy and stuff but even before I was diagnosed I do think mine was a little bit more treatable I'm um I'm on the autism scale so that is one thing I was diagnosed with autism and I'm um when I was younger I was diagnosed and this was a few years back and uh after that I was diagnosed with having uh, manic depressive episodes at times and having anxiety. Uh, The reason why I was diagnosed with all of them is partially because as I was taking medicine for some, it would make other things worse. And so we had to kind of keep going through different cycles. Then it later turned out that I had uh, schizophrenia was the actual issue we realized and potentially uh, I might not be autistic. It might just be schizophrenia masking itself. But overall, they think I do have some autism on the scale. With that being the case, I do take medicine for anxiety and things like that. But my uh, the, my tics, in a sense, don't affect me negatively where I feel like they could become like a phobia or anything. A tick I have that drives a lot of people nuts is kind of hard to explain. Um, People that date me know this tick because they see it and hear it 24 (laughs) seven. I need to take two pieces of the same material. So it has to be like if one's silk, the other has to be silk. If one's cotton, the other has to be cotton. And I have to put them between two of my fingers and rub them in a friction till my fingers feel warm. And I have to hear that sound. I have to hear the like. And I have to do it just repeatedly for like my own sanity, I guess. I don't know. I'll do it when I'm going to bed. I'll do it when I wake up. I'll do it if I'm having a heated conversation. It Growing up, it was when I would get stressed and it alleviated me. And nowadays I just do it. Other than that, like I don't, it's not, it's not phobia like though or anything. No. I, I just, I just have a bad brain. <laughs> like that's all I got going on up there. So, I mean, it's crazy to think though that phobias. Like literally your brain's just deciding like, nope, I'm not going to deal with that thing. Let's just turn it into an irrational fear. So I just think that's so weird that like your brain was just like vomit. Nah, fucking cross that one off the list. Let's move on. <laughs> like, yeah. Nope. And to piggyback off of that. In Jackass, literally, it's called what is it called? The vomitron. vomitron. Yeah, I would have died. <laughs> I would have been so upset. I will say, though, it was only the very end of the movie. You literally could have walked out and you could have watched the rest of the movie. I, I will say that you you could have. There's this one scene with a bear. Oh, I panicked in real life. I actually panicked. I like jumped up. I was like, ah. anyways. Maybe, <laughs> OK, so we talked about a lot of phobias tonight. 
guess what, Kylie? What? We haven't done this in a minute, so let's bring the trivia game. Oh, great. Trivia. You mean the time where you realize that I'm really stupid? You are not. I will fucking fight you. (laughs) You asshole. Be nice to yourself. (laughs) Whoa. So... Corey, we need you to cue up some theme song while we start our trivia. All right, Kylie. So here's how today's going to go. Okay. There are 16 phobias. I'm going to say the phobia. I'm going to try to say the phobia. Bro, these are fucking weird. I'm going to try to say it. If you get all 16 right, if you... You're not going to. No, I'm not. If you get... (laughs) Five of them right. There is a prize in your future. Five. Okay. Okay. Now, you do not have the answers, correct? Correct. You you made it sound like you do. You're kind of being shady. Like, no. Okay. You don't have the answers. I do not have the answers. (laughs) So I will say the phobia and then you can guess what it is. Are you ready? I'm ready. Now. You can look at this table in the notes that tells you just the name of the phobia with no answers. In case my pronunciation is wrong, you can also correct my pronunciation if you'd like. But let's begin. Number one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was putting this off. (laughs) Arachibutorophobia. No, I think it's arachibutorophobia. All right. What is it? All right, Kylie, the answer is the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. Really? Really. I would have never guessed that either. Okay. Nomophobia. Say it again. Nomophobia. <laughs> no more phobia. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't exist. It's, there's no more. Uh, would you like a, a clue? Yes. Always. It is the fear of being without a certain item. Nomophobia. Your phone? Correct. (laughs) People with nomophobia experience excessive anxiety about not having their phone with them or their battery being low or the phone being out of service. Hmm. Then don't have T-Mobile. I will tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't do it. We're not going to be sponsored by them. (laughs) No. Arithmophobia. Think about it. It's super yeah, like, easy. I'm scared of math. Fear of numbers. Arithmetic. Yeah. People with this fear experience anxiety associated with doing math or dealing with numbers in general versus the fear of actually seeing the number symbol. The fear of numbers is also sometimes referred to as numerophobia. Plutophobia. Uh, the fear of, of the planet Pluto being an, in existence. It is the fear of money or wealth. What? <laughs> so people no, with, it's not. You're lying. No, I'm, I'm, it really is. People with plutophobia may fear becoming wealthy themselves or a fear of other wealthy people. I wish I had that. Fear. Yeah. Xanthophobia. All I can think about now that you've like said it is like xanthan gum. Like, I thought that too when like I was fear reading of chemicals it. or something. Well, kind of chemically, the fear of the color yellow. Okay. Which I hate the color yellow, but again, not a phobia, just I dislike it. 
I am very particular with the type of yellow that I like. I just hate it all. Okay, my car is yellow. Oh, I know it is. <laughs> I talk about your ugly ass car every day. That one day when you drove past me when I was at the light, I was literally stopped at a light and Margie's sitting in the passenger seat. I go, there goes Kylie's ugly ass car. And I waved at it. And she goes, you can always tell where she is. I was like, I know. I know where Kylie is. It's not even like, I mean, it is yellow, but it's still like a greenish yellow. Your car is baby food colored. I love it. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Next. Six. Number six. Luposlipophobia. Loose lip. You're scared of loose lips. <laughs> Where are you coming up? <laughs> it is the Latin term for wolf along with the fear for slipping. So this phobia. Hey, are, I said slip. Are you ready for what the phobia technically is? The fear of being chased by timber wolves while wearing socks on a recently waxed floor. Wow, that's very <laughs> distinct. <laughs> Super specific. Octophobia. Okay, it's either the fear of eight or the fear of octopus. Which is it? Did you just ASMR the group? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna... I'm gonna go with things that have eight. So the number eight? No, like the things that have... So like octopus have eight tentacles. Like, Okay. Well, it is the fear of the number eight because octopuses are named octopus because of the number eight. I know. <laughs> that's why it was going back and forth. <laughs> so there are a few people with other known phobias to specific numbers. But arithmophobia is also a fear of numbers like we talked about earlier. Triscodecophobia we talked about earlier, but octophobia is the fear of the number eight. Anatidaphobia? Anatidaphobia. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Yep. Go Anna for that one. Today. And it's today. And not today. I wonder if it's Anna Tadea. I have no idea. It is when someone believes that somewhere a duck or goose is watching them. Okay. They aren't fearful that the duck or goose will attack them or find them or that the fowl will take any harm to them. It's just the fear. That the individual bird is watching them like surveillance. <laughs> <laughs> like birds, like birds aren't real type. Bro, the college campus in our town, birds have taken over this college campus to the point where if you go to this college, because this literally happened to me when I was in college, there was one day where I couldn't leave my dorm room because there was so many mean geese outside. So I called my professor. I was like, the geese are outside. He's like, oh, you don't even have to come in. I understand. I will just send you the notes <laughs> because the geese have taken over this college. <laughs> All right. Next one. Number nine. Globophobia. It's a fear of um, I, I'm pretty sure I know this. I don't think you do. Oh, well, now I'm guessing so. <laughs> what do you think it is? It's either the fear of globs or <laughs> <laughs> it's the fear of spheres. So you are so Earth. sure of yourself and all of those are wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it is the fear of balloons. Okay, so it's still a sphere. 
So chlorophobia is the fear of clowns, which is a more common phobia. But research shows that chlorophobia and globophobia, usually you can outgrow. They are more commonly seen in children. All Mm. right. Number 10, the one that you were hoping for, Kylie. I am going to pronounce this word. No, you're not. (laughs) Very slowly. (laughs) All right, guys. Hippopotomonstrosisquiptialiophobia. Is it the fear of hippopotamuses? No. How many letters are in this word? Thirty-six. Yep, thirty-six. Thirty-six letters. All right, let's give you guys a good spelling. This is all one word. <laughs> oh, it goes H I P P O P O T O M O N S T R O S E S Q U I P P E D A L I O P H O B I A. You were gonna say phobia. <laughs> I was going to. <laughs> So I use it, PP. So let's try that one more time. <laughs> Hippopotomonstrosisquiptaleophobia. So here's how I think. Here's here's what I'm thinking. Hippo. That's a word. Mm-hmm. Pato. Okay. Poto. Pato. One of those. Then it goes monstro. It looks like monstrosities, but then it goes monstrouses. Mm-hmm. And then instead of equipped, it goes esquipped with an S thrown in there. And then it's like, aleophobia. <laughs> yep. Not a word. <laughs> okay, would you like to guess what it is? It's the fear of hippopotamuses. It's the fear of long words. That's hilarious. Why I, would you do that? Ironically, it is the longest word in the dictionary. Now, because people started freaking <laughs> out about that, they gave it a second name. Sesquipedelophobia. And that is also the fear of long words. This phobia is thought to develop from being embarrassed by pronouncing long words incorrectly. May <laughs> Maybe occur- this is the phobia you... <laughs> it may occur from reading aloud and having issues reading aloud. And this phobia can commonly be had by people with dyslexia. Now, we all are not shy to the fact that Athena <laughs> is not good at reading. Funny story. I avoided reading at all costs in school. I always avoided it. But it was not because I was bad at reading. It is because I had a lisp and a speech impediment and a slight stutter at times. But it developed because I had a specific retainer in my mouth and it made it very hard for me to talk. So that was during my formative years when you were supposed to raise your hand, talk aloud, do things like that. And then by the time that went away, I was in high school and no one talks in high school. So it's like cool to not raise your hand and not speak and stuff. So during those formative years when I should have been reading aloud in school and stuff, I avoided it because I had all these issues with my mouth. And I genuinely think that is part of the reason why I'm so bad at reading aloud today. That and I just I can't read very well. The move, the words move when you read them. I'm pretty sure. That's dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> I might have that too. Uh. But <laughs> we're going to move on from that one. Next, number 11. F-biphobia? Ephobia. Ephibiphobia. Ephibiphobia. Yeah, phobia. Isn't that bi like bisexual? 
Ephibiphobia. Ephibiphobia. Would you like another hint? Yeah. My Chemical Romance wrote a whole song about this. Can I have another hint? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> because if you don't know MCR songs off the top of your head, you're dead to me. I mean, I do. I just, I'm not, I'm not good at remembering. Would you like, like the that? answer? Yeah. They said all teenagers scare the living fear of teenagers the oh, youth and adolescence i never would have gotten that they perceive teenagers as out of control and dangerous how is that what they should have wrote the song teenagers and called it that no they couldn't have because then no one would have pronounced it number 12 omphalophobia <laughs> oomphla oomphalophobia omphalophobia oh okay do you know this one? Because you're no. dermatology? Oh. It's the fear of belly buttons. Innies or outies. Fear of all I think them. I have heard of that. Papaphobia. You scared of your daddy? Fear of the Pope. Oh, interesting. Poganophobia. It has no hints in the name. Oh. Complete opposite of what you would be thinking. Okay, like, well then I have no idea. <laughs> a fear of beards like men having beards facial hair well i don't have that vestophobia are you scared of vests fear of clothing in general huh and last phobophobia fear of phobias correct <laughs> you got four answers oh damn it <laughs> <sighs> i'm so sorry you'll still get you'll still get uh, a prize do you know what the prize is yeah what's the prize um i'm making butter beer this weekend Ooh, like from harry potter butter beer. and you get some so you were gonna get the prize either way <laughs> um honorable mentions i didn't put in this was venustrophobia fear of beautiful women thank god i don't have that i'd never be able to look at my girlfriend but <laughs> i hope that. she listened to this <laughs> <laughs> plot twist this is the one episode she skips now right um petrophobia petro petrodophobia teratophobia okay okay fear of ferns like the plant ferns uh comphonophobia compoundophobia fuck off kylie it's the fear you of you're adding <laughs> letters that are not there compono 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 i mean it looks like compound okay yeah compound fear of buttons yeah um we already talked about the fear of clowns Cacophobia? Caco? Cacophobia? It's the fear of ugliness. It reminds me of that SpongeBob episode where he's like. Okay, I guess I was thinking of two different SpongeBob episodes. Okay. The one where he's so ugly and he's like going to the movie theater and he's like, I'm ugly. But then also it reminded me of Squidward. Nope. Patrick being like, I have a story for you, SpongeBob. It's the story of the ugly barnacle. He was so ugly, everyone died. The end. Okay. <laughs> so there's that. Um, and then we talked about the fear of the peanut butter one. So yeah. Um, I thought those were pretty interesting. Wait, is it a fear of peanut butter? No, it's or fear of it peanut fear butter of... sticking to the roof of your mouth. So I just forgot like, to write it. Like the literal, like yeah, gooiness of it. Dogs don't have it. Nope. Dogs are like, the fuck is that phobia? Actually, Shiro does not like peanut butter. Really? Yeah. He likes peanutless peanut butter, though, right? Yeah. 
Interesting. He Interesting likes man. the soy peanut butter. Well, um, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to look down. Oh, you can look down if you want, because that was just the answer key. I just wanted to hide it from you. Oh. I literally just wrote it out. Okay. I just didn't want you to <clears throat> accidentally scroll to the answer key, so I had oh. to put clip art images. Yeah, there's literally this really big, like, X, like, absolutely not, do not look past this point image, and it's just haunting me right now. <laughs> yeah. I, okay, so I used to do this thing where I would, like, highlight the answer key so that she couldn't see it but uh it hurt my eyes so now i have to put it all the way at the bottom i'm getting old now that the whole big uh 3-0 rolled around so i have to just hide the answers from kyle hide them <laughs> hide them somewhere in the notes where she won't find them but yeah so that's that's some phobia-tastic stuff for you guys hopefully you know a little bit more about us too phobtastic would it be phobia-tastic <laughs> or phobtastic? It would not be phobtastic. I kind of like phobtastic. Phobia-tastic. Hey, guys, I will say. Fear-tastic. Ooh. I like that one. Fear-tastic. Yeah. That sounds like scholastic. <laughs> it sounds like a book fair. Book fair. <laughs> um, speaking of amazing things Athena says out loud, not to toot my own horn here, but I'm toot-toot. Um, <clears throat> I got three specific compliments that you can't spell cult without a you was the most clever sentence I have ever said in my life. Funny enough, it was Kylie that said it, <laughs> not me. It was my thought though. So I think these people just know I write the outline, but it was not me that said it. So thank you for saying I say great things. Kylie said, <laughs> thank you again from Athena. <laughs> I forgot to tell you that part. <laughs> I just took credit for it too. They were like, Thank "Oh my god, you. that was so clever." I was like, "Oh, thanks." That's like this one time someone was DMing us on the cryptic suit page and they were like, "Blah blah blah, Kylie," but I already knew the answer, so I just answered and they thought the whole day they were having conversations with Kylie. So I just let them think it. <laughs> I didn't want to correct them. I felt bad, but they they were 100% talking to me the whole day. But they were really excited to talk to Kylie, so I was like, "Oh, fuck it, I'll be Kylie." Yeah, I work in the medical field, so if chances are, if you message us during the day, it's not going to be It's me. always me. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, shit, I can stop working for two seconds to answer a DM? <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> I'm just chilling, doing something on my phone. Today I was looking up a behind-the-scenes secret thing. Oh my god, I talk about High School Musical so much. <laughs> are you kidding me? Okay, it started with I was just listening to musicals in general. <laughs> and I looked up trivia of behind the scene funny things about like people missing their cues when they're like supposed to sing and they miss their marks. And apparently the number one movie in musical history that like people missed their marks was High School Musical 2, specifically because Zac Efron missed all but two cues in the whole movie <laughs> or something like that. And I was like, that's oh, really yeah, that funny. Right. Now I want to watch the movie and like see if I can see. I've it. caught one. It's a very bad one. He opens his mouth and there is no words except Vanessa Hudgens singing. And then the next line, he's supposed to open his mouth and he doesn't open his mouth until like two <laughs> words have passed. I'm like, you doing what you can, Zach. No, now I need to watch it because with that in mind, like I need to watch it now and be like, oh, yep, that was a miss. Damon's last name looks like it could be a phobia. Yeah, it does. Mm. So anyways, Damon, 
Thank you for writing our theme song. You're a delight. And Adam was very excited to be our Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> so thanks, Damon, for bringing Adam into the mix. <laughs> we have our amazing artwork done by Taylor with Lab Monkey Creative on Instagram. He uh, likes watermelons. <laughs> Taylor will think that funny. Oh, that wasn't a sentence. <laughs> Taylor will think that is funny. No one else will. I'm just going to move on. Um, our editing is done by Corey with court.media.photography on Instagram. Look at his bio for the thing that says, I edit Cryptic Soup Pod. Because he actually likes us now. He loves us. <laughs> he does not like the fact we made the whole house smell like anchovies. That's okay. <laughs> He'll get over it. Also, anchovies, anchovies suck. No. <laughs> not a thing. Kylie Do and not I have... put them on pizza. It is not good. <sighs> so Kylie and I have been trying to like branch out. Be new people. Do new things. We've been trying to like save the planet. We're using biodegradable things. We're bringing our own bags to stores. We've been just trying new things. We tried a new cleaner type product that's like biodegradable that you instead of buying plastic bottles, it's reusable bottles. We've been doing all these things with that also happening. We're like, let's try new foods that we would never have tried. Let's try <laughs> new recipes, all these things. And we both came up with this idea like, you know, <laughs> we need to try anchovies on pizza. Right. Obviously, first off, we ordered anchovies and uh, they gave us sardines. <laughs> so that was problem so number one. Going strong. So then we finally got the anchovies. We have anchovies here in the home. <laughs> we decided to make pizza and we were going to put anchovies on them and stuff. So Athena started cutting the anchovies. Right. And I was like, wow. I love these... how you go back and forth between third person and first person. <laughs> <clears throat> I just want everyone to know who Athena is. Mm -hmm. I am Athena. Nice to meet you. Me. <laughs> Me. So Athena started cutting these. Um, I'm not a douchebag that talks in third person in real life, by the way, just only on the podcast because you guys can't see my face or I hope you can't see my face. Who knows? Maybe you can. Maybe you're watching. Maybe right they're now. a duck watching you. Well, let's not talk about my <laughs> phobias now. <laughs> so we make this anchovy pizza. I cut it up and I was like, fuck, this sucks. Kylie walks in the door and I was like, hey, Kylie, um, the pizzas are done. And Kylie's like, oh, good. I'm hungry. And I was like, yeah, no, like, uh. They smell like death. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not good. And Kylie's like, you know, maybe, maybe it's not, maybe it, it's not that bad. So I make Kylie take the first bite. Well, okay. no, I took a bite of just anchovy because I needed. Oh, yeah. Milk. I had done that yeah. before I cooked them. But you did it before you cooked them. So it was like still slimy and mine was very dry and yes. salty. And I was like, I don't like this. I imagine it is what eating an eel tastes like straight from the ocean with the salt water on it and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so. So first Kylie notices the bones and she's like, what are these little hairs? I was like, that's the bones. I was like, nope. She was already displeased. Yeah. Zero out of ten so far. Off to a good start. <laughs> So then Kylie takes the first bite and she's like, so the first bite's not the worst thing, but it is a little overwhelming. The aftertaste isn't great, blah, blah. So Kylie makes me think this is not going to be this bad, right? Kylie really sets me up for failure. Here. Well, because Kylie doesn't like salt. Like, I don't add extra salt to anything. I do not do salt very well. So like and anchovies. And Athena salts everything. Yeah. I salt my ice cream. I salt my cookies. I salt fries. I salt every single thing. Did you say you salt ice cream? Yeah, I ice put salt cream. on my ice cream. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. No. You didn't know that? No. I literally put salt on every single thing. I also sometimes dip my sugar cookies in ranch and then salt them. Okay. 
Yeah, it's getting worse the more you learn about me. People think my grossest trait is that I add orange juice to chocolate milk. But nah, there's layers. I'm like an ogre. I have layers of disgustingness. <laughs> All right. So I go to take this first bite, right? Because Kylie told me it's not that bad. When I tell you that I literally choked because of the salty unpleasantness that entered my body, <laughs> it has been two hours and I still feel like I am parched because of how salty it is. And I ended up only taking that like one bite. I then picked off all the anchovies and I just left the anchovy residue on the pizza. That actually pretty good. Yeah, like the flavoring of anchovies isn't bad. But it's like the, the saltiness and the actual anchovy that is just disgusting. So AKA we learned that potentially we could just salt a pizza and we might be happy. Maybe, maybe. But anchovies on pizza, we, we no decided go. we were going to rate it. We rated it a 2.3 out of 10. So do with that information what you will. <laughs> If anyone else anchovies their pizza or likes it, you let us know. We'll judge you. I mean, like, maybe maybe we did it wrong. Like, we also used frozen pizzas. Like, this was not fresh pizza. No. Yeah. And we didn't, like, homemade anything. I mean, we could take a picture of the can that we used, and maybe that's, like, the shittiest anchovy you've ever had in your life. And, and I just went by what Google told me to do, and we did use anchovies in olive oil because there's different ways you can store them. They sometimes come in tomato paste. They come in water and stuff. I was told the olive oil was pretty good. Can um, come in tomato paste. I told you this. <sighs> we sorry. literally Googled it last night. I'm sorry. When we were Googling sardines. I was just thinking of olive oil. So this was a big rant. <laughs> All we were doing was saying our thank yous at the end of the episode. And now we've been talking about anchovies for five minutes. Um, I don't remember how we even got on that. Because I said Corey's mad we made the house smell like anchovies. Oh, <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah, so don't forget to follow the Instagram. <laughs> we'll post anchovy pizza. Yes, yes. Actually, we, well, yeah, there's still some. Yeah, well, we'll just take a picture of, like, the can and the piece of pizza yeah, next to it. We'll yeah, post something. We got you guys. So that is at Cryptic Soup Pod, where our DMs are always open for suggestions. So slide on in. We would love to hear back from you guys, whether it be through an Apple podcast review and rating or whether it be through a Spotify rating or just slide us into the DM things. Like nope, Kylie said, nope. I fucked that up so mine. bad. It's mine. You can't take well, it. Well, I didn't even do it right. I was so nervous about doing it that I just I butchered it. Well, you, you can cryptic soup pod. You can cryptic soup pod us. That's us. We're cryptic soup pod. Hello. Remember, oh. <laughs> I'm so nervous now. So remember, guys, to subscribe, follow, tune in, keep up with us. We will see you next episode next Tuesday for Riley Goodrich. Stay tuned. Sorry. Maybe that's my phobia. Oh, yeah. But it's not a phobia. It's more of a disgust. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, ew, stop. I just hate it. It's so loud. Stop I sounding so it out. Much. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> you are cheating. Just start I, the That podcast. is not cheating. I don't even, I still don't know what I'm saying. You okay. got this. <laughs>
Also, shameless plug, we did a episode of Demon Dogs and Oh my fucking God. <laughs> Speaking of dogs. Did you hear the dog? Are you, are you okay? There's stairs there. <laughs> <laughs>